Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good afternoon, Buckeye fans. I'm Patrick Murphy here with Steve Hellwagon at Ohio Stadium after uh, Ohio State's 66-17 win against Maryland. Steve, two weeks in a row, the Buckeyes have come out. They've done what they're supposed to do against inferior opponents, but Big Ten opponents. This isn't Akron. Um, this is a team that was 4-0 until they got shellacked last week against Iowa. I guess first, your biggest couple takeaways from, from this game in particular. Yeah, Pat, I think the things that I come away with, uh, they got off to a, a great start once again. Uh, did allow a field goal on the first possession for Maryland, but uh, obviously uh, stopped them from getting a touchdown on the first possession, so that was good. Uh, and then obviously scored touchdowns the first five times they had the ball. Sixth time they took a knee, and then they added three more touchdowns after that to start the second half. So and a field goal and a field goal. So it was uh, it was a crazy day, I think, for the Ohio State offense. And uh, I think you look at it, uh, you got to be happy with C.J. Stroud. My goodness, he just keeps getting better and better. It seems like, and the defense is rounding into form. And uh, they triggered, made plays, had a late pick six uh, from Ryan Watts. So now that's four games in a row. They've had a pick six interception, which is a school record. That's never happened before. So, so many positives, I think, coming out of this game today here at Ohio Stadium, 66 to 17. The Buckeyes will go into their open week on a high note. Some people will say, well, just now as they figured out how to play football, uh, they have to shut down for a week. But I don't find it to be a big problem at all. I think it'll help them get. Uh, Rested and uh, rehabbed Haskell Garrett, Cameron Brown, left this game. Still no idea when or if Lyon Williams is ever coming back. So, uh, you know, just want to want to get this uh, get the guys who are banged up a little bit healthy. But so many positives coming out of the game today. No question about it. Yeah. You mentioned Lyon Williams just real quick. He tweeted right at the beginning of the game that he'll be back soon. That's all we know. You know, obviously Ohio State doesn't. Didn't see him in, inter- in uniform today here. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. Tyreek Smith did not play, and he was at least in uniform. And a lot of the guys who've been banged up uh, were in uniform as well. So it is uh, a little bit concerning, I guess, uh, the whereabouts or what's going on with Nine Williams. But uh, And perhaps he was down there in street clothes and you just didn't know it. But yeah, hard to say. Yeah, guy was the starting running back to start the year. Hopefully he can get healthy, get back on the field, whatever the case may be. You mentioned C.J. Stroud's big day. Uh, I saw a stat. He's the first Ohio State quarterback to have 400 yards, over 400 yards passing, five touchdowns and no interceptions in a game. Uh, second quarterback to go back-to-back with uh, five touchdowns. I think Dwayne Haskins did that as well. He was 24 of 33. Steve, 
I don't know how bad that shoulder was hurting him, but that week off seemed to have really changed things for CJ. These are back-to-back really good performances from him. Yeah, I think if you're ever struggling, take a week off because <laughs> this was what uh, has been borne out here. He's just been lights out against Rutgers and Maryland. And those are two teams that Ohio State should take care of business of. They have better players. And that was borne out. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, the Jigba, all right around 100 yards receiving. It's just a huge, huge day for Stroud. What can you say? He just, as we say, gets better and better each time. He is only the second quarterback in Ohio State history with multiple 400-yard games. Dwayne Haskins did it five times in his magical 2018 season. Stroud has now done it twice, this, and he had 484 in the uh, loss to Oregon. And Arch Leister is the only other guy who's ever done it. He did it one time. So uh, I believe this is the sixth highest passing total in a single game in OSU history, 406, was it? Yep today and at one point it seemed very much like it was all pass and no run at halftime they only had about 47 yards rushing came out second half finished with 166 i tried to pound on Hinton a little bit there in the second half and then they got marcus crowley involved and evan Pryor, and that was good to get those guys some touches as well master t no no reason for him to overextend himself either uh with uh four four carries in this game comments on here about uh stroud uh, running the football. Um, I'm not all that worried about it. He was not sacked today. He had two carries for eight yards. I I am not the least bit worried about that. I think we saw last week against Rutgers, he ran it a couple times. And I think if they get into a nut-crunching type game where they need him to run the ball, he can do it. Uh, he did get on the outside one time again and it looked like, well, he could run it. And then he threw it for like 20-yard gains. Right. So I don't know. He's wired to throw the football, guys. What can we do about it? And when you throw it the way that they throw it, uh, may as well keep throwing it. Yeah, and I mean, we know he's not Justin Fields, but he's not Dwayne Haskins either. You know, I think that, that when, like you said, when they need it, he can run. Um, they haven't needed it because they have Travion Henderson, another guy who got involved. You mentioned some of the names of the receivers, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Both Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson had two touchdowns today. Chris Olave went up for 120 on ten catch, or on seven catches. Sorry, Jackson Smith and Jigba 100 yards. There's a lot of weapons on this team. I mean, you're CJ Stroud. You know, we're talking about him running the ball. It's just it's it's almost pitch and catch. I mean, some of these throws are obviously much harder than than they look. But with you have these guys out there that, that you can get the ball to, you can hand off to Travion Henderson. You can throw the ball to Travion Henderson. He had four carries or four catches for 67 yards and a touchdown today. I mean. It's an embarrassment of riches what they've got out here, right? It is, and I think uh, the way that they run routes and accept the football and present themselves wide open for him makes it so much easier for a young quarterback, and the protection has been outstanding. I think when you think about that as well, uh, he he did get flustered and stepped up in the pocket, and I think you made the comments, had great pocket presence. Yeah. The field the rush was coming from behind him, stepped up and hit it in uh, for a 27-yard gain on one play forget to which receiver that was in the first half and then uh obviously uh they set up olave on the post pattern brought wilson in motion and faked an end around give to him and that's got everybody uh on, on the defense has their eyes trained on garrett wilson and chris olave went right behind him they threw over the top an easy pitch and catch for a touchdown on that one and then late in the game uh or in the second half at least 
He throws it on fourth and one. They throw it into the end zone, and Alave is getting mugged by the defensive back and somehow gets away from the defensive back and then makes an adjustment at the last second and catches the football. And so, I mean, that's just uncanny, some of the things. Uh, it's unfair. I mean, you look, the Maryland guys were just getting up, shaking their heads at times over some of the treatment that they were getting. Uh, from Ohio State, very rude rude to their guests today, I would say. I didn't consider this running the score up. I mean, Maryland scored a touchdown in the second half, and, you know, Ohio State, uh, you know, just kept right on rolling. So I didn't feel – I mean, when it's still the third quarter, I don't consider that running it up. So and backups were in the Yeah, backups were in the game pretty, pretty quickly after that. But uh, I don't know. All the way around, I think this defense, we're really yeah. starting to see it come together. Uh, five sacks today against uh, Tylea Tagovailoa. They had two interceptions in the game. Uh, Ryan Watts had one. And uh, who had the pick six? Craig Young, maybe? Craig Young. I think I said Ryan Watts earlier may have had the pick six, but I guess it was yeah, Craig, Young. Craig Young. It was like a 75-yard. And, it, and when I was watching it, it looked to me like he dropped it on the ground, but I guess maybe he just bobbled it and was able to still get it before it hit the ground. And Craig Young had both interceptions. I don't think that's Coins right. Stats. I don't think that's well, right. Regardless, two interceptions. I thought Ryan time. Watts had one, but uh, yeah. What it, regardless, um, yeah. The defense. I mean, I think the biggest thing, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks. The the youngest defense is really stepping into it, its own. And some of these guys, I mean, Ronnie Hickman's a third year player, but he hasn't played much, if at all, until this year. So it's been it's been nice to watch these guys kind of come into their own. And I think the fact that they've been able to make plays in the Tulsa game, in the Akron game, has given them confidence that they can do it. And then you come into Big Ten play, and now you're seeing them believe they can do it and then going out there and doing it. They still haven't faced a, an elite offense yet to really prove that this defense is where it needs to be. But I really like what they're doing. And, and Ryan Day was, was uh, vocal in pointing out after the game that Kerry Combs has been a big part of what they've done. They gave him the game ball after this because of the way he's handled I don't know if you call it a demotion. I mean, that's probably what it is, but a change in roles where, where he lost the play calling duties. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a good thing to see. And this defense is making progress. Yeah. I don't think there's a doubt about that. I think that um, in, in there's, in they're playing a lot of guys again, which, um, you know, some people may see that as a down thing, but when you bring steel chambers off the bench, he plays like he did today. I think he had seven tackles and led the team. Uh, I can read some of the defensive standouts here. Uh, Chambers had seven, Simon seven, Eichenberg seven. So your three main linebackers, uh, and Taraj Mitchell had five. Uh, the sacks were Steel Chambers, Jack Sawyer. He forced a fumble on his that uh, Maryland was able to get back. JT Tuomalao had one. Cremonte Hamilton had one. And um, – Javante, Jean-Baptiste, and Haskell Garrett combined on one. So that was five uh, for high State, and that's great to see that, that they were able to do that. And uh, I thought Zach Harrison was very effective early in the game. Yeah. He made uh, Taco Bailoa very uncomfortable, forced him out of the pocket a couple times, and I think the one that uh, Garrett and uh, Jean-Baptiste Jean shared, I think that one was triggered by Harrison's yeah. pressure. So um, to me – uh, they are starting to play great team defense, and I think that is where this team is going to uh, really, really come together. So uh, to me, uh, they, are, they are beginning to look and feel the part of a Big Ten contender and a possible playoff team, but there are so many games left to play. Six games 
left on the schedule, obviously off next week, then at Indiana the following week. Indiana is off this week, and they will host Michigan State next week. I believe Michigan State beat Rutgers today. I didn't see the final score of that, but uh, they were up two touchdowns, I think, in the fourth quarter. So Michigan State will go in there as a top-10 team next week at Indiana, another tough test for Indiana. And their whole season, I mean, they only have two wins so far. Uh, they got a lot of work to do if they want to make it to a bowl. And they were a preseason top 20 team. And obviously, uh, Penix is out for the time being. He may not play against Michigan State or Ohio State. So, you know, you look at it. Uh, I am, uh, you know, bullish on where this thing's headed for Ohio State right now. And then you get into the meat of things after that with Penn State, Nebraska, uh, Purdue, Michigan State, and uh, Michigan to end it out. So uh, some more great football today. Obviously, we've got the Iowa-Penn State game on in the background here in Michigan-Nebraska later. So you can scout uh, a number of Ohio State's upcoming op- opponents uh, with the games going on right now. Yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned college football playoff. I think we're still a little ways from talking about Yeah, that. just leave that talk on the side. I think, I think you keep the conversation here on the here and now. It's still uh, – uh, first part of October, you know, second weekend of October. And, uh, you know, let's get to the first weekend in November and see maybe where things are at yeah. then. Where other um, teams are. Yeah, yeah, where other teams are. I mean, Oklahoma, for them to come back and beat Texas, they're probably – I don't know if they'll hold on to their ranking, but they're going to be right there around where Ohio State is. You figure the loser of the Penn State-Iowa game will fall below them. So uh, you're looking at maybe six teams for four spots – with Cincinnati, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, uh, and Oregon potentially uh, could be in this mix as well if they are able to win out. Although without their running back, it, it could be uh, a rough go for them. Yeah, and uh, we were asked about Haskell Garrett. We addressed it earlier. Ryan Day said uh, it was uh, that they would see, basically. It was an injury he's been bothered with. It looked like, from what we could see, he obviously got helped off, went to the medical tent, and then walked back to the bench, but sort of limped. It didn't look, you know, at that point, there was no reason to put him back in the game. It didn't look great. But the fact that he was able to walk back to the bench, stay out there is is a positive sign. And as Steve mentioned a couple times, Buckeyes are off next week. So you got time to heal up. Uh, Cameron Brown also left the game. It looked like he may have gotten hit in the head. Uh, so that could be a concussion thing. We're not sure on that. But, yeah, you got a week to, to get healthy. They've got some other guys dinged up as well. And obviously, you know, continue to get better. Um, I think we've hit on most everything here, Steve. The, the, uh, the Buckeyes get a big win, um, second straight where they've, you know, as I said to begin, have really done what they were supposed to do against a Big Ten opponent. Uh, you know, it, it, the last time Maryland was here, I think they put up 70-some points, but this is a little bit better Maryland team. So I think it's going to take a great defense to hold down, yeah. and I mean a great defense to hold down uh, this Ohio State team. Uh, Maryland today sold out against the run and uh, tried to contain Henderson in the first half. And that was okay because Stroud threw for 296 yards or something like that in the first half. And so pick your poison with this Ohio State offense. You can try and stop one thing, but you can't stop at all. There's just no way. And uh, those four primary playmakers were on top of their game today, plus their quarterback as well. And this was the result, an unstoppable offense that just kept coming. And the offensive line there, Munford goes out, Matthew Jones fills in. Yeah, and they rotated some again. Too. Yeah, and uh, really from about middle of the third quarter on, you saw the backups or the late third quarter on, you saw the backup uh, offensive line got out there and played. Toby Wilson, the son of the offensive coordinator, Kevin Wilson, 
uh, was the center, Enoch Vamahi and Fryer with the tackles, uh, the guards. Uh, it's, 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 it's escaping me. Harry Miller was one of the guards. Yeah. I know that the other one is, uh, I'm lost on it right now, but, uh, that's just great to see so many young guys get opportunities to play. You have freshman receivers all got in. play. Well, we didn't even mention a Mecca. Buka had 160 yards on kickoff returns yeah. today. Uh, his long one, 75 yards, maybe, uh, 67 yards yeah. on a kickoff return. People have been wondering and waiting and clamoring for Ohio State to have special teams, special special teams again. Uh, newsflash, they do, because Garrett Wilson, if he gets a, an opening on punt, he will bring it back uh, and, and do the best he can to get a first down or two on punt return. And Buka to flip the field twice, once to midfield and once to the 30, I think, on the other one. Uh, that sets up short fields for this offense as if uh, uh, Olave and Stroud and the boys need any more help. But uh, I don't know. What else can we say about yeah. this one? I mean, it was it was what it was. Maryland uh, was coming off a terrible loss last week. And uh, it started out looking like Maryland was going to give Ohio State a couple fits. And, uh, yeah, Ohio State uh, took charge pretty quickly after that. Right. Well, again, Ohio State 66, Maryland 17. We've already got Steve's game recap. We've got Ryan Day's video up on the site. Dave's uh, what we learned for the VIP members. We'll have plenty more this evening, this weekend. And going to next week, we will get Ryan Day and some of the coaches midweek. I think Tuesday is what we were told. Mm -hmm. So we'll get that with the off week. Not as much as usual, but we'll still have plenty of coverage. Um, and Steve and I were at basketball uh, in, in Indianapolis. Big yeah, media days. a lot of stuff coming from that yeah, that we'll, we haven't used yet. So, yeah, yeah. Good for all that. Man, we're on a month until basketball season gets going. So, thanks again for everyone tuning in. Um, we appreciate it. For Steve Hellwagon, I'm Patrick Murphy. We're 247 Sports and Bucknuts. Appreciate it, and we will talk to you guys all soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.